Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. So excited to be joined today by Nikki Malva from Heist Creative. I have worked with Nikki for oh 18 months, maybe. What do you think? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um in the in the space of personal branding and, and branding photography, she has done an amazing job of taking someone that people would be surprised that it's so camera shy and making me feel so comfortable in front of the camera. So thank you so much for joining me today, Nikki. Oh, thank you so much for that kind introduction, Marianne. I don't know if I can live up to that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was going to say, you know, the the, the person that fixes my hair, fixes my top, fixes my... (laughs) me in straightens me out this is the most amazing the most amazing photography you could ask for essentially oh my god can you be my hype gal could you please follow me around <laughs> I thought I already was <laughs> true so Nikki for those that don't know you can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to carve out your space as a branding expert well, I am a Sydney branding, I am a Sydney-based branding photographer. Um, outside of that, I would consider myself a nature lover and a storyteller and a, just a very, very curious person. Yeah. I'm a student of life, basically. So I think that um, that ties in really well with what I get to do for a living because I get to tell people stories and nothing brings me as much joy as that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like there is a story in everything. I get so inspired by, you know, seeing how the world works and how people work. And I think to be able to actually get to do that and, um, you know, bring that to life that I couldn't ask for more. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Oh, and you asked how I fell into this. Um, You know, like I think Every business owner can relate, but when you start out in this, you kind of say yes to everything. So I must admit that I started out and I had no idea. I just knew, oh yeah, photography is cool. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna take pictures of everything. And so, and that's exactly how I started. I started out as a product photographer, to be honest. I, wow. Um, <laughs> and to think that that's like that's something you know. I've gone the opposite direction. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like the polar opposite. An inanimate object versus, you know, real 3D live. (laughs) That's it. So I started out, um, it was actually during the age of Instagram when everybody started taking pictures of their croissants and their coffees. And I I fell into that whole world. And I, um, at the time, I was really, really good at uh, shooting flat lays. And people would contact me and say, hey, can you shoot my product? Can you do this? And that stuff was so easy because I would get sent product and I'd shoot that from home and I wouldn't have anybody over my, you know, like watching my moves. And I could just kind of create create what I wanted. I got given that trust. And um, I started out that way. And then I started saying yes to, you know, like various things. But it wasn't until one of my She's a really good friend now, but my friend Christy, um, she's the director of an app called Plan, an Instagram planning oh, app. Oh yes, yeah. She, yeah. She asked me if I would shoot her headshots, and I thought, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
what are you talking about, woman? And she's like, you've done an amazing job with our product photos. Can you shoot my headshots? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I needed that little push. And um, yeah. she was just so kind and she was just so warm and just knew that I was, you know, this wasn't my, this wasn't really my, um, my thing. I was good at product, not so great yeah. at people, but something yeah. clicked that day. I realized, yeah. holy shit, the interaction between you and another human. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like when you, when you put your, when you um, shoot your camera in front of like an apple, it doesn't talk back at you. But mm-hmm. then when you, when you point it towards a person, you can actually say, Hey, move your shoulder this way, or actually turn your head to this angle. There is a dynamic exchange. Yeah. And I, I don't know, something happened that day and I fell in love and I decided from that moment, I'm going to shoot people from now on. And, yeah. um, and I basically built a business that way. I started marketing. I started, I shot, I, I uh, put together a lot of my own creative campaigns. Like I booked yeah. a makeup artist model. I wanted to make sure I understood what it felt like to capture people real time. And then yeah. um, I quickly said goodbye to product and I decided <laughs> that branding photography were, was where it was at. Oh, amazing. And I have to say, having, as I said before, worked with you firsthand and not just for my own shoots, obviously you've worked on our client shoots as well. The the dynamic, the energy that you like, how can it be so fun? Because, oh. you know, you think of having to have photography taken and you're like, you're dreading it. And whenever we get new team members and I'm like, oh, there's a photo shoot and I see the panic. I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's okay because Nikki is amazing and you're absolutely, like, I just have a ball. Like, I don't even know how you manage to capture photos where I don't have the, like, silly laugh face or the, which I know you've captured those wonderfully as well. But, you know, I just have such a good time with you and I think it's funny, behind me on my bookshelf is The Giant Leap. I'm not sure if you've read that and it talks about, like, the babushka of yourself, like, finding the genius in your genius in your genius. You know, what is the tiny, tiny thing inside that only you can do? And you telling your story of going from product photography, you know, being good at photography, but then diving deeper into what is the zone of genius for you. And I think, you know, undoubtedly it's working with people and, and you know, bringing that to life. Well, thank you, Marianne. I um, absolutely what you said. I love to work with people. I think that's when I come alive. But um, I'm so glad you you feel that way on our sessions because that is that's the ethos. Like I want photography to feel fun. Yeah. I know that people have this misconception that going to a photographer is basically mm-hmm. like going to the dentist. I mean, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm, in, <laughs> I'm in that I'm in that same boat. And I know that people I know the panic you speak of, but I want to change that opinion you know photography should be fun and at the end of a session if you haven't said holy shit that was fun and like I failed like (laughs) really I failed it's not all on you Nikki like if they're not (laughs) they like you can't carry that (laughs) thank you (laughs) what can I say like you I am also a people pleaser (laughs) (laughs) I know I know oh no that that's fantastic well look obviously you know you've undoubtedly found your calling and you know now you get to not just do that but obviously you have your own business doing that and so questions that I always ask everybody that comes on I'm going to fire at you so the first is as a CEO of your business how do you balance working on the business and working in the business I think that has come with a lot of practice and intention um, <laughs> through the years and 
through the years and kind of trial and error, I have found my groove. So for me, I do my very best not to schedule any shoots on a Monday. I need Monday as my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is so that I can catch up on kind of what what I've done last week, but also sets me up to work on the business, all the little things I have to do before I get stuck into the business. So yeah. um, for me, it's imperative that I, I don't shoot on a Monday. Um, I feel like that sets my week up for success. Yeah, beautiful. And I mean, obviously, you, in your business as well, you've got the like the client work face to face time. And then you've got the sort of, you know, post production time as well. So prioritizing that actual business development side or business admin side is is even more, you've almost got three different elements that you're juggling as well. Totally. And I think, um, like every small business owner, I think, well, not every, but I feel like most people struggle to delegate. I think yeah. when when you're tasked with that idea, um, again, it's taken a while and it's taken practice, but I have found that, as you were talking about, my zone of genius is people-facing. I have yeah. to be the one with the camera and talking to the client about the ideas. So what I can delegate is the post-production. So I'm, I'm still very heavy-handed mm-hmm. on that, but but it doesn't really matter who actually, like, who retouches my images as long as they are done to my standard client will still see this end product so it's learning about what I can outsource yeah Um, not not to say it's easy because I still want to do everything but (laughs) it's just not feasible to do everything no absolutely and it's it's something I've spoken about before and I think to you as well just because I can (laughs) doesn't mean I should (laughs) correct yep that's it just because we can doesn't mean we should because you know that's especially when you grow your business from the beginning when you do do everything it's really hard to let go of things and and to especially with your own standards think well I could do that better I could do that faster I could do this sort of like okay but you know but you can't do everything so you're gonna right you're gonna have to let something go yep and you have to give people the chance to grow with you yeah. you have to give people and I, it's so much it's so much easier said than done like exactly to your point like I, I see something and it's like I could have done that faster but yeah. you know it you cannot do everything Exactly. Um, And so my other question I love to ask is about morning habits. Obviously, there's a lot of, um, I guess, writing or advice around, you know, how people start their day and and how that impacts their success journey, I suppose. So I wanted to hear about your morning habits. Well, I love my mornings. Mm -hmm. So um, I like to I'd like to think of myself as kind of an early riser, but definitely I am not one of those 5 a.m. people. I am, I'm in the happy zone of like 6, 6.30, 7 if we're pushing it. But You're starting to speak my language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I'd like to be one of those 5 a.m. people, but no, we're not that. No. But I... I like to do, I do like to start when, you know, the day is still quiet. So I'll get up. Um, before I get out of bed, I just think to myself, uh, I like to start with gratitude. So I'll just think of yeah. something that I'm grateful for, maybe three things. Um, and I'll just say that to myself. And I think when you kind of frame your day in that nice light, uh, it's easier. Or sorry, when you get into that practice of um, gratitude, things because undoubtedly stressful things are going to yeah. pop up. I think you just get your baseline, your um, human baseline at this nice level and you can you can confidently attack things that come. Yeah. Um, once I do that, I love my morning walk. So mm-hmm. there's a cafe. There's actually a cafe 600 metres from my house and there's one that's two kilometres away. Mm-hmm. Now, I love the one that's further away. So it's kind of my morning routine to walk to the cafe, get myself a coffee and walk back. But that's not enough. There's there's this little, <laughs> little lake 
which adds another two Ks to my journey. So I like to go um, and do just a morning walk around the lake, go to the cafe and then walk back home. And by the time I've done that, I've walked six Ks. I've like gotten some of my steps in and I'm ready for the day. Wow, that sounds so magical. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is why I live, like, I live out of the city. I live, yeah. I live in the burbs and um, it's the incentive is there. There's so much yeah. nature and there's, like, bushland yeah. to walk through. It doesn't feel like I'm walking through a concrete jungle. It's actually really nice. So that makes it easy. Yeah, it's so true. I must admit, like, I live somewhere that's fairly busy but, five minutes from me is the beach and I don't know I but I crazily don't often drive to the beach to go for a walk like I sort of think oh, I'm going to go for a walk I just put my shoes on and head out and this morning I sort of a, a friend I normally walk with couldn't walk and I thought you know what I'm going to drive there to the nice you know the nice view the nice backdrop and and walk properly you know and actually take it in and it was so lovely and I think, you know, again, habits, I, you know, made me sort of think to myself, I just need to make this a habit, you know, I need to just commit that, yes, it's a five-minute drive and that that isn't just leaving on foot from your front door, but that beauty and taking that in, that different environment is so enriching as well. It really is. And I think that's the important thing that you said, it's habits. And I know mm-hmm. when I first started doing this, um, it was more, I think, when did I start doing walks? I don't know. I, I I can't remember the reason why I started doing them, but at first it was a bit of a struggle. It's like, well, I could easily just drive to the shops and get yeah. a coffee. But but I think um, you know, if you commit to that habit, it actually becomes. And if you remember how enriching it is, everything that you get from it, like that that time in nature, that fresh yeah. air, that time to yourself. Um, and I think for me, it's particularly important because I I recognize that I'm an introvert, but my line of work, I have to be such an introvert. I have to be, I have to have the energy and I have to be switched on. Yeah. But for me, it is imperative. I take that time for myself yeah. and then I can, I can go out and be my best self. <laughs> <laughs> it's like recharging the batteries ahead of time, isn't it? Yeah. Putting everything on charge and then being That's able it. to go out. My gear is on charge and I am on charge <laughs> while, my, <laughs> while my gear is on charge. Oh, I love it. No, that's really good, really good tips and really good thinking, especially around the, you know, like, yeah, jumping in the car to do something that's close by, like getting that coffee. And and I think sometimes we get so caught up in the to-do list and the tasks and, you know, productivity that we don't think about like the mental well-being and, and what, you know, taking that time out for wellness, how that will actually positively impact our Uh, productivity down the line it's just not so obvious I love that you said that I'm sorry for the segue but I think Mm -hmm. last year actually I took such um I gave wellness such an emphasis Mm -hmm. and that meant that I had to break a lot of my hustle or productivity habits um but and while admittedly you know I probably took a step back in the business I wasn't as busy as I was um the year prior or even prior to that but I found that the quality like just Mm. the quality of life and well-being improved and I feel like I have so much more energy now to give back to creative work so I think sometimes we have to like we've got to take a step back so that we can propel forward yeah, absolutely. Or otherwise we burn out. Like we all yeah. know it, you know, you yeah. can't go at the highest pace forever. No. You, your your body one way or another will show its protest. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, look, 
Obviously, I've got you on here today because I wanted to talk about, you know, photography, business photography, personal brand photography as, you know, for me, you're my, you're my go-to expert on this topic. <laughs> oh, so in your, you know, your opinion, in your expertise, why do CEOs need to start harnessing photography in their business? Everything we do now is digital. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can't tell you the last time I've had business cards printed. I mean, um, and I know that a lot of branding experts will shoot me for that, but (laughs) just the immediacy of our culture now, everything is digital. And I feel like your website is absolutely your calling card, your website and your um, social media. And, you know, instead of exchanging numbers, people will say, what's your handle or give me this, give me this link. And when you land on that page, it's got to be impactful straight away. And, um, and I think, you know, this is why I like photography is so important in your marketing, because how many times have you, for me personally, how many times have I booked a hotel or an, uh, an accommodation? Mm. Not because I've seen the visuals, because it was so enticing. Yeah. To me, or how many times have you booked a service provider because you felt like you knew them better than, yes. you know, someone else? Yes, um, okay. So for me, there's photography is crucial because it actually just tells a story in a split second. Um, you also just get that trust and that credibility straight away. I mean, um, I I definitely don't discount the power of everything else. Like I love words. I read Uh all the time and I have the utmost respect for copywriters. So I think you need to harness both, but for me, obviously I'm biased Mm -hmm. and an image is going to hit you straight away. Like you're going to see the impact within seconds. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think of any type of business and, you know, if you were looking even for a plumber, you know, we we obviously mm-hmm. work with so many different types of businesses and, you know, I can think of two plumbers that we worked with last year. One came to us with a website with a bit of stock photography um, mm. you know, that that real cheesy man with a spanner sort of stuff. <laughs> and the other one, they actually had branding photos. They had the team, they had the trucks, they had the beautiful backdrop of the area that they work in. And even just that, like even if I was on the hunt for a plumber, I would mm-hmm. 100% gravitate towards the real people website because the trust and credibility, as you said, like I already feel I know something about them. I know a bit about sure. them or I know that they're a young team or I know that they're local or, you know, it told me so much. And I also love copy. I'm also I'm a huge avid reader. I love my reading. But, and, you know, it's a cliche, but a picture tells a thousand words. And in that, you know, three seconds that you have when someone lands on your website, that photography makes the world of difference. Absolutely does. And um, that's so funny, you know, what you mentioned about the plumber, because I was just thinking back, the gardener that I booked, mm. like, we had a website, you know, so I, and I, I saw a picture, that's why I wanted to go with him. Yeah. And um, I booked myself a trip to Mexico in November. And the thing that made yeah. me go over the line was the resort I saw, there was just this incredible shot of the, like, the pools they were just asymmetrical and I just I just felt this sense of calm and um, peace and I was like I have to go there I have have to to go there yeah and that was the whole basis of my trip like of course I'd already you know (laughs) bucket list items but that was the thing that pushed me over the line I said I have to stay here the pool was too magnetic and I told them that when I went there I said you know I booked my trip because of your digital marketing team like well done you guys yeah The (laughs) the photos pulled me in yeah, absolutely. And I think it's 
you know, it's that personal connection as well. It's what makes, again, like you think of stock photography or no photography mm-hmm. or bland photography and, mm-hmm. and you know, the, you don't build that personal connection, you don't build that desire, the trust, yeah. credibility, all those things that you said before as well. Um, and and everything, you know, everything is digital. Everything is visual. We hunt that. We We want those connections in that way now. Totally. And I think, um, you know, we have a lot of choice these days. We, there are lots of people offering mm. similar things, which can be a great thing because we, we actually, consumers, we have choice. As consumers, we have choice. Um, and so what you want in order to get the aligned clients is mm. to show yourself. And, you know, I think to have that personal touch, to have that uh, credibility and likability it just means that the right people are going to be drawn to you if they see yeah. something quirky about you if they just get to know you I feel like it's it's so important yeah yeah very very true I I also had this realization last year when we were at the finals for the um Australian Small Business Champion Awards mm. They they flash a photo on the screen you know of every single finalist so you see all the teams or the individuals and I sort of realized as the night went on, every time there was like a quirky, full of personality photo, they were pretty much the winners. So it was sort of like, I remember, I just remember there was like a bookkeeping company and you had kind of all your standard sort of bit boring people standing next to a desk. And then there was <laughs> like, and I think they're actually in Bella Vista or Norwest. And they were all kind of posing around that big lake that's in this particular corporate business park with compute, and they won. And then I, I sort of, you know, there was another one, I think, with pets and they were all pulling, for, and they won. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Even in an award panel when they're judging awards, you know, you read all those award submissions and they would be a bit same, same, you know. It would be very hard just based on text to go, well, which business is better Mm-hmm. I think the judges themselves actually gravitated towards imagery that showed personality. It built a bigger connection for them to that business. Absolutely. I love that. And yeah. I know the lake you're talking about and, and exactly yes. why we try to have so much fun during our sessions because everybody's seen same, same. Everybody's yeah. seen stale. Everybody's seen like the desk photo. So let's do something outside of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and it's about differentiation. So yeah. I guess, you know, as we know, the investment in photography, the coordination of photography, there, there's there's perceived or perceptual, you know, barriers to why people mm-hmm. get started. What are your top tips for people that are looking to get started and, and sort of build a suite of branding photos and, and business photography? I totally understand that there are barriers to entry. I think, um, you know, that's a really, really great point. I think like like with everything in business, um, I feel like when I invest properly is mm. when I get um, is when I get the results, right? Yeah. So I appreciate that someone on a shoestring budget is not going to be able to get to rent the coolest mansion on the block yeah. like you've got to you've got to you've got to work with what you have yeah. so i think in that cam- in that instance um for somebody starting out like 
just try and get some really, really clean imagery to start off with. Yeah. Um, some photographers will offer like lower, lower investment options, like headshot days or mini branding yeah. days. So that is yeah. a great option if you just need a few images to get started. Yeah. The, like the really great thing about that is, of course, I suppose anyone, you know, anyone can then have images. Uh, the limitation of that is we don't get to tell your entire story because yeah. it's just a smaller, it's a small session. You're often shooting in a studio. Definitely you can add personality, you can bring props, you can yeah. you can bring changes of outfit, but mm-hmm. you're not going to get the same, um, you're not going to get the same like range of storytelling yeah. as if we actually did this custom, you know, one-on-one. But it's a wonderful, like that is a wonderful starting point. You're going to have the clean imagery for your website. Um, I guess my next tip for the people who sort of have the means to invest in like, um, to invest in a bigger session, make sure that you also, you find a Number one, you find a photographer that you click with. You must like the work that they do. Mm -hmm. You must like the editing that they do. So for instance, um, you know, lots of photographers have their different signature styles. So if, if you're, if your brand is very, very bright and colorful, perhaps you're not going to go with someone whose editing style is very moody and your tone. It's just not, it's not aligned. So you have to make sure that you actually like the person who's going to shoot you because um, you're going to have, you you want to be able to relax around them, but you have to like also the way they're, um, they've shown their work to you. Yeah. Um, After that, when you are looking at a photography session, I always like to advise people, make sure you have enough budget for location. Yeah. the location really, really is impactful because it tells the story. So I suppose a lot of people think, oh, why can't I just shoot in my office or in my home? <laughs> and you know what? Maybe we could, but there's a lot of logistical things you've got to consider. You've got yeah. to think of the light flow. You've got to think of how spacious it is, how much clutter is in the area, because that stuff is still going to appear, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I hate to be crude, but you can't polish a turd. <laughs> like if you have, <laughs> the good. It's it's something that everybody can understand. <laughs> we can do it. our best. You know, we can yeah. do our best to kind of move clutter out the way. Yeah. I shoot with light, so we can do stuff like that. But my ethos is, if you're going to go through the investment and the effort and yeah. all of the planning for a photo shoot wait a little longer then wait wait for you to have a little bit more budget so you can actually go and hire the right location so that it's seamless and you get that really impactful piece or that that really impactful library of images yeah absolutely oh it sets the tone yes you know I mean somebody like you like me we're used to seeing more during a shoot you know we'll we'll go oh hang on that half of ours in the back corner is ruining everything it has to go Mm -hmm. but other people won't see that and it's not till you get your photos back that it's like the elephant in the room appears and then you realize that the whole time there was a hideous poster behind your head and you hate all your photos now like it's those little touches and and I think I I sort of was lucky probably like even 10 years ago, a client I used to go and do quite corporate shoots for, like I'd be there to supervise. She was very, very anal, you know, mm-hmm. and if the shots came back and there was, you know, papers on the desk that weren't aligned, like she'd be upset. And 
Mm-hmm. You know, the first time it was like, oh, wow, like rude awakening, but it created in me such a discipline. Like I I now look at that shot and I'm like, what what am I going to regret later? You know, is there dust on something that's going to show up? And you're right, investing in that location and waiting if you have to, to get that right location. It's theming, it's props, it's atmosphere. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bigger piece of the story. And often, I mean, most of the offices that that I go in and certainly ours, it's not the right backdrop for it. It's not the right backdrop. Like if your brand, you know, if your vision for your brand is to be this retro, funky, mm-hmm. like really cool, bright brand, but then you are working out of a warehouse. Yeah. Um, your brand aesthetic doesn't match the positioning you want. So yeah. why are we doing this in the first place? Yeah, totally. We want to make sure everything is very cohesive. And as you said about that ugly poster ruining the <laughs> shot, like I can think of times when people have said like, oh, I hated my shots because often clients might come to me after they've had um, they've had an experience that they weren't too happy about. Though, and the feedback I get is they just didn't pay attention to the details, like my hair was out of place or this garden <laughs> hose and this bin was in the background the whole time. And so it's these little details that I think maybe most people won't really be even um, cognizant of. But Mm -hmm. because you and I are in this space where we look at the visuals, like we know what we're looking for and we know what's going to distract, detract from an image basically. And so it's it's, it's that trust. It's knowing that um, we're considering all these different, these little details and other avenues that you might not even have awareness of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree. And I think, yeah, the the difference of just investing. Obviously, it's not just investing the location, investing in mm-hmm. the right people as well is what obviously gives the results that then, you know, is is worth it. Like if you're going to spend $500 on an average experience, but $1,000 is an amazing experience, the $500 goes to waste. Like you're not saving $500. In some ways you're wasting $500 because you're not going to get the outcomes that will serve you. Correct. And in many cases, when you get those back, like when I think maybe people will try and scrimp and say, sorry, I think many times people will try and scrimp and say, nah, this is just what I need. But then they get the photos back and they realize, oh, she was right. I should have done this. We should mm-hmm. have got this location instead. And so you're right, that $500, then you actually feel like I don't want to use this set of images. Yeah. And so that that's a complete bust. Yeah, totally. Or worse, you use them, you know, and you're not happy about them and you're not proud of it. And, you know, the effect that has on you as well is is quite profound. You know, we see it with branding as well when people get the the $99 logo or the $200 logo and, and it's completely different experience to when they invest in that branding and they get the brand suite and, a you know, a hand-created thought-out logo that represents them. And it's that kind of that pride you can move forward with when you yep. invest in the right result as well and, and it spurs you on in your confidence and your, you know, what you then put out because you've got that behind you. Absolutely. I don't know what to add to that. You kind of nailed it. You hit it on the head. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, look, thank you so much for, you know, sharing your thoughts and your expertise. It's, um, you know, I, I can't imagine a single person that's not going to rush out now and, and look at how they can upgrade their photography and their business. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Marianne. What a pleasure. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you. 
for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.